This is Joy. This is Hannah. We are kindred spirits. We're also in-laws. I'm the mother-in-law. I'm the daughter-in-law. We want to mentor you in discovering your true identity so you can live in peace and joy. This is Kindred Spirits, a mentoring podcast. Hey guys, we're going to be talking about forgiveness today. It's a journey that every Christian needs to go on, uh, whether that be a big thing in your life or a small thing. Most of us have had some kind of trauma in our life, and truth is, people are going to be mean sometimes. Hannah, I feel like that unforgiveness can actually be a clog between us and the Lord. You know, He wants to pour blessings upon us, and there could be areas in our life that are not receiving the blessings because of that clog of unforgiveness. Like in the world's eye, you have every right to hold on to your unforgiveness because a lot of time when you have unforgiveness is because something was done to you. And so therefore you have a right to hold on to that. It's kind of, I don't know, a thing, um, victim mentality. You know, I know from my childhood experiences, you know, that I talked about in my story, I had every right in the world to hang on to my unforgiveness. The things that were done to me were appalling. They were Horrible. horrific. Yes, yeah. yes, they were. And and my my parents didn't deserve my forgiveness. However, yeah. I discovered personally that it was affecting me more than it was affecting them holding on to it. In yeah. fact, whenever you hold on to unforgiveness, the perpetrator, I like yeah. that word, you know. <laughs> The person that harmed you, it when you're holding on to the unforgiveness, you can't stop thinking about it. You know, it's something that still you can't stop hurting about it. You can't stop feeling bad about it, which actually looks like to me that that perpetrator still has power in your life. Yeah. And when you let that live inside of you, that it can also cause other things like anxiety and fear And you'll never overcome those things if you keep a hold of them and you keep them in your heart. You're just not going to get over it. I mean, you can find coping mechanisms and ways to go about your life. But true forgiveness is giving up the right to hold something against somebody. And you have to you have to go forward with that. So that's where it goes into, okay, what does God actually say about forgiveness It's letting go. And because he does that with us, it says in the Bible, if we do not forgive, he will not forgive. That's exactly what it says. In fact, I feel like hanging on to unforgiveness can make you ill physically, mentally, Mm. emotionally, that you hang on to it long enough, it can actually hurt you. Yeah, I mean... In my life, it's actually changed how I react to people, too. It changed changed my mind. Oh, that's so true. Because when we're saved, Hannah, the fruit of the Spirit is deposited inside of us. Mm. But unforgiveness, I believe, keeps it from coming out. We want to be kind to our kids. Yeah. You know, we want to have peace, you know, if in our families. We want to be the promoter of peace in our families. But unforgiveness, I believe, can can block that and keep that 
from coming out and and being a part of our life. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're holding on to unforgiveness, unforgiveness is going to have fruit in your life. Wow. Just like having the Holy Spirit. Yes, that is so true. Whatever you're holding on to your heart is going to produce something, whether it be dead or alive. Like with me, anger. Oh, I had so much anger, which meant that in my family, you know, my cup was full. Mm-hmm. So the least little thing that happens, it's like, oh my goodness, it would, it felt so big. It was just, it was so big that that I would react to it as if it were this huge thing going on, you know, spilling water on the carpet. Oh, well, you know, it's yeah. water, it'll dry. But it was so big because mm-hmm. my cup was full. Yeah. The first step of addressing unforgiveness For me, it was just like reading the scripture. Okay, what does the scripture say? It's very black and white. Forgive. So I'm going to say it out loud. It feels so fake. Like I felt, I'm like, I feel like I'm lying to God right now. I'm like, God, I forgive so-and-so. Like I forgive my mom. But you were still mad. And But I was like, oh, my stomach. I was like, I don't really like how this feels saying this out loud because I feel like I deserve to hold on to this because I was a kid. I didn't have a choice in the matter. And so I had that right. I think what you're saying is that you set your will to forgive. You decided to forgive. Because that's the big thing. God knows your heart. He knows when you're trying. And sometimes your trying looks bad. Yes, yes. And that's okay, because you're trying. And eventually that trying, it's just like getting good at something. You're not going to be good at forgiving at first. In fact, it's going to feel horrible. You want to give up because it's like, I'm never going to get over this. But then gradually, as you allow, as you set your mind to it, God works in that. Oh, that is so true. You know, with me, Hannah, I think the very first thing was realizing that if I choose to forgive someone, it doesn't mean that what they did was okay. Yeah. You know, that's that, really that, important. Yes, to, because it wasn't okay. It was horrible. Yeah. What they did was horrible. It wasn't okay what they did. However, like you said earlier, you are just giving up the right to hold it against them any longer. Yeah. You're, put, you're, you're actually giving it to God and saying, here, God, you handle it. You take care of this. Because you also have to look at it like that's what God does with us. God sees all of it. He's been there from day one. He sees when we rejected him. He's seen our darkest dark. And he's still like when he forgives us, he sees us as brand new. He sees us as if we've never done anything. And so we are created in his image. So we are capable of looking at other people that way. Yes. That's just something that we have to strive for. I think it's possible to get to that point of seeing someone who's hurt you so badly, but being able to just look at somebody and not have that hurt anymore. as just seeing them as a person, seeing them as someone that God loves, worthy of love even. It's just... Really, it's so powerful. 
and freeing. Yes. You know, and like you said, you speak it out. I forgive you, mom, for when you did this or that. I forgive you, Billy Bob, (laughs) you know, for when you said this or when you did this. In, in the scripture, it talks about the truth will set you free. Yes, it will. Speaking <laughs> out the truth, I forgive you. You know, I think that there's a freedom. Uh, there's chains that's broken off. Because I think you're still chained to that person while you have unforgiveness in your life. Yeah. Once you forgive that person, they're no longer chained to you. And, you know, I discovered in my life many times God didn't even have me go to that person and say, hey, I forgive you for this terrible thing. It was just, it was something between me and God. It was cleaning me out. Yeah, because our relationship gets blocked when we have that unforgiveness. If you have unforgiveness, there's something between you and God. That's something you're going to have to work out. And it's really hard. We're not saying it's not hard. It's a hard journey, but it's a must. Whenever you step into going on this journey of unforgiveness, it starts off with saying it out loud, talking it out. It feels fake, but going through that. And with that, at least in my experience, God has given me specific steps to go through. So one of those steps was my mom. When I had a teen pregnancy, our relationship really suffered. And it had suffered for a while, for years. We, you know, we talked, but it was never close like it used to be. Right. And so God not only wanted to restore his and I relationship, he wanted to restore my mother's and I relationship. Yes. And so he said that I need to go to her and I need to forgive her. And I need to stop holding those things against her. Mm. And it was so, it felt so awkward. I'm not going to lie. It felt so awkward. But I was so, such in a place of like, I just want to be completely obedient to God. Yes. I know that feeling. I know that. It's like, I want nothing between my Savior and myself. Nothing in between. So if I have to have a couple awkward conversations, I'm going to do it. And So I did that. And now we're in this place of, I mean, we just went on this retreat and and I was in a place where I could talk about having hurts in the past, whether that be from the church that we went to or just childhood and she was there and being able to have that freedom to talk about that with her because she knows and I know where we are. Like what our relationship is like when I secure in that. Yes. When I talk about it, she knows my heart. She knows I'm not coming out at a place of malice, but to possibly help somebody else. Yes, I know. You know, and I echo what you're saying. I know with my mother, oh, the hate, the hatred was so great from the extreme abuse that whenever I started speaking the words out loud, you know, set my will and, and just started speaking the words out loud, mom, I forgive you for locking me in that room. You know, I forgive you for, you know, when you sit on the bed with a knife, I honestly felt like I was lying because in my head I'm going, no, I don't. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) Why would I forgive you for that? You know, you don't deserve my forgiveness. And she, indeed she did not. But 
my unforgiveness wasn't hurting her at all. It was hurting me and my family and my children and my relationship with my husband. That's what it was hurting. So it was worth going through whatever I needed to go through to be able to get rid of it so that it didn't have that negative effect on my life so that I could be unchained from that. And again, like you said, actually, how could it be? But my relationship with my mother was restored until, you know, she recently died. And, you know, our relationship was beautiful. I mean, we could sit down and we could talk. We could even talk about, you know, the past and the things that she had done and how it affected me. And just she was so repentant and just it was a beautiful relationship. (laughs) Not that I ever let my children spend the night over there or anything. I I never did that. But our relationship was good. Mm. And the funny thing about forgiveness, and you've probably discovered this too, once you truly forgive someone, especially someone so close like your mother, once that truly happens, you start remembering good times that you had forgotten in the past. Yeah. I just craved that relationship back when I forgave her of like I want to go back to a place where we have good times where I can talk to her about things that we can build that relationship um and I feel like I got that back Mm -hmm. and I think that was just a gift of God just being obedient towards him and of course there's things where You can forgive someone, but it's not safe to go to them. I have an uncle that, you know, that tried things and it it was a horrible, horrible experience. And so going through my forgiveness journey, of course, he's going to come to my mind. I did not ever feel the push from God to go to him and talk to him about it and and offer to forgive him like I did forgive him in my heart but God never told me to go to him and talk to him yeah I mean there's even people in my life that it wouldn't necessarily be unsafe it just wouldn't benefit the relationship it wouldn't restore in fact it would cause more harm than good going to someone and being like hey, this, this, and this hurt me, and I want to forgive you for that. So that is not necessarily part of the forgiveness journey, going to the person and letting them know that you forgive them. It's not necessarily a part of the journey. But the necessary part is your heart and what God sees and what he sees you doing and your obedience to him and what he's calling you to do and to use wisdom in that. And I think that, not only do you forgive that person, but you know, you need to ask God to forgive you for hanging on to that unforgiveness. Yes. I think that's a, a big part too. I, I mean, I even did that with my mom. It, it was a little bit after forgiving her. But I remember hearing just that this person went to somebody and just said, please forgive me for holding on to unforgiveness for so long. And I was like, I did that. I did that with my mom. Who knows how many more years we could have gotten together. She even got emotional when I went to her and I was like, please forgive me for holding on this onto this for so long. You know, in in the Bible, it talks about above all else, love each other because love covers a multitude of sins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it really does. And 
it gets easier, at least in my experience of sometimes things will pop into your head of you know, something you buried a long time ago and you'll think you'll be fine, you know, and then it pops in and you're like, oh, I remember so-and-so doing this to me. And then you're able to like walk through those steps of forgiveness just in your heart right there in that moment. Yes. And like, that's where I am now mm-hmm. and being able to forgive people. Yes. To the place where unforgiveness feels uncomfortable. I mean, it's like you notice it right away yeah. because it doesn't feel good. It feels uncomfortable. So to rehash what we're saying. So number one, remember, forgiveness does not mean that what they did to you is okay because it wasn't. They yeah. hurt you. They harmed you. It was not okay. Forgiveness means that you are giving up the right to make it right, to hold on to that unforgiveness. You're giving up that right. And you're giving it to God. You're giving that situation as an ugly little gift to God and saying, here you go, God. I'm going to trust that you're going to handle this. And then number two, start speaking out forgiveness. I find that it really does help to speak it out loud. Yeah. And then number three, ask God to forgive you for hanging on to the unforgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. It also really helps to find someone that you trust and just to talk it out. Like I've done that many times with you of just discussing the situation and coming to my own conclusions about it and then being able to move on from that. There's a scripture that actually says, confess your sins to one another and you will be healed. That is like I was saying earlier, I really think that there is some damage like that needs to be healed inside of you uh, when you hold on to unforgiveness. Confess your sins to one another. And it's like the burden gets lighter. You know, yeah. share your burdens. Let others help you carry the burden. Someone sent me a scripture today. And I don't know why, but it just let me let me read this to you. All right, yeah. This is in Psalms. Chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. You know, like on unforgiveness, the world will tell us, you have the right. You know, that was a horrible thing yeah, that was done. You're the victim. You can hang on to it. You're a victim. You know, it's it's okay. But it's not. You know, don't walk in that counsel. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. So it's like, no, forgive and God will forgive you. I mean, that's the, that's yeah, God's law. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, that is the truth. That's where and, you're going to find peace and healing. Yes. And then it says that person that does that, that he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that mm-hmm. brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. See, because... There's blessings that the Lord just wants to heap upon us, that every day he wants to pour upon us, that he wants little gifts that he wants to give us every day. And sometimes those are blocked. Yeah. You know, those are blocked. Those, those, 
blessings that could rain down upon our lives, on our families' lives, you know, on our marriages, you know, our relationships, those little gifts that he wants to give and those blessings that he wants to pour down. Unforgiveness can just be a shadow and a block that this area of your life cannot receive that blessing that he wants to give you because of the, the, the clog of unforgiveness, just like we talked about before. And this, this scripture talks about the fruit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like the fruit of joy and peace and contentment, you know, that we all long for to live in. You know, we can't actually live in that. It can't come out of us because of that clog of unforgiveness. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty black and white when it comes to the scripture, I feel like. And one of the things Jesus says is forgive people. So it's not, uh, oh, I'm going to put that off. It's you're starting your journey somewhere when you become a Christian. It's a journey that you have to go on. So find those people that you can talk to. Find a safe person. Find a council of people. I mean, I have that. I have you as my mentor. And then I have a council of ladies that I go to. And it's so important because you know you're being held by what God is saying when you talk, when you have those inputs in your life. If you just have people that are going to say, oh man, you should do this to get revenge or you shouldn't never speak to them again. And it's like, well, okay. What if God's telling you to speak to them again? Mm-hmm. That's right. And you'll never know the blessings that will come out if you're only listening to what the world is saying. If you yes. don't turn your heart to listen and be obedient, you're only going to live in that rotten fruit. You're not going to have anything that produces life. Never going to be able to love someone the way that you wanted to be loved. Yet, if you find that godly counsel of people, mm -hmm. you know, that person that will hold you accountable and say, no, I feel like I'm sensing unforgiveness in you. I hear the hurt that you're speaking, you know, and, and have you been able to forgive that person? Walking in that, it grows you. I mean, you've done that to me when I've had hurts from my husband or uh, my family. It's like, okay, the way that you're talking about this, the emotions you're expressing, it sounds like you have something that you're holding on to. And then I'm confronted with that. And I either have to be like, okay, I'm going to deal with this or I'm just choosing to ignore it. Right. And of course, you have chosen to be yeah. brave and courageous. Yeah, I can't, I can't do, <laughs> do that. Do the hard thing. I have to choose to do the hard thing. And, that, and that's really what it's all about is setting your heart, setting your will to do the hard thing. Do it when you are so afraid. Like I have this motto that I like live by. And if the only reason I'm not doing something is because I'm afraid, I have to do it. Mm. Because fear is a liar. Yes, it is. Fear is going to tell you, well, you're going to go to this person and they're going to gaslight you. They're going to tell you well, like that never happened or whatever. And, and like, they might. And they might. That all might happen, but you have no idea what that situation, what God's going to do through that. That's you have no right. idea. Walking in obedience is, that's where the freedom's at. That's where the peace is at. 
as long as you're doing what he's telling you to do, you have that counsel, you have that mentor that you're getting confirmation from or that they're holding you to the standard that you need to be held to. But that's what I feel like people today are so lacking and having someone hold them to a standard. Yeah, accountability. Accountability. And it's hard. It's hard to go to someone and say, I'm lacking in this. I need to grow in this. But that's where growth starts. Yeah. One more thing is when you speak about your hurts, when you speak about those things that that harm that's been done to you, mm-hmm. it's like it loses its power over you. Mm. You know, and then the second time you speak about it, maybe you don't cry as hard. The yeah. third time you speak about it, maybe it doesn't hurt quite as bad until... Today, Hannah, I can talk about those awful things that happened to me as a child and a young adult, and I don't feel the pain anymore. Mm. It doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. In fact, I can use those very things to help other people be able to walk in freedom, be able to walk in forgiveness. So what the devil meant for evil Mm -hmm. to harm me, like God has turned into good. Yeah. So why choose forgiveness? Because it is the journey to lead you to peace and joy. It's not about the person you're forgiving. It's about you and your relationship with Jesus. It's about you and your relationship with those that you love, your husband, your children, your family, your, your parents. Mm-hmm. That's what forgiveness is about. Freedom. Speak the truth, and the truth will set you free. Bring the darkness into the light. So, kindred spirits, go on that journey. Find freedom. Find peace in Him. Choose to forgive those that have harmed you, and start that forgiveness journey today. This is Kindred Spirits, a mentoring podcast. podcast.